Welcome to the Life Podcast, where we offer real hope to real people dealing with real life. We filter our thoughts through God's thoughts and our ways through God's ways. We pray you're blessed by this podcast. Enjoy the show. Intentionally for eternity, people. I'm back. There's Oots. Missed you. We on season two. That rhymed a little bit. Uh-oh. Flowing. Oh, he's a poet um, and he knows it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is season two of the Life Podcast. We took a break, about a month break, but we are back and better than ever. I, better than ever? <laughs> better than ever. Um, I don't want to waste any time because I know hopefully you all have missed us. Um, I am joined. By my guy, mm-hmm. the creepy Carla himself, the man who levitates the smooth, this man in the land, Mr. David Oops. What's up, brother? Hey, Dez. Good evening to you, <laughs> sir. It is so good to be back. I don't know. Um, I'm, I missed it. I'm excited about jumping right into it. Sure thing, man. Sure thing. I miss you too, brother. Um, Dad, have you been following this Colorado Deion Sanders frenzy. Of course, of course. How can you miss it? <laughs> what do you think about all that? Well, um, I think it's twofold. I think it's a it's it's a wonderful thing as far as um, bringing recognition to uh, back to HBCUs because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to forget that part. Sure, how much he did. Uh, do for HBCUs and the recognition that he brought back to the HBCUs and then the fact that um, so many of the kids followed him to Colorado yeah, and they're able to compete on that level um, and that he's able to compete on that level mm-hmm. um, with such a short coaching career hmm. so I, I think it's pretty good some of the stuff is, is a bit overboard I think you know, a lot of brashness, yeah. a lot of um, a lot of um, materialism. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like um, it, 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 it's a lot. Most of it is positive. Let me just say that. Yeah. Not, most of it is positive in my in my sure. eyes, in my opinion. Yeah. What about yourself? Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I like it. I've been locked in. I've been watching everything, everything <laughs> right. I can get my hands on. I've been or eyes on, rather. I've been watching. Um, when they win, I'm looking at the pressers. I'm looking at the pregame pregame pressers. I'm following them like crazy. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, mean, I have a man crush on Deion Sanders. You know, he's just <laughs> infectious, and he makes you want to listen to him. Um, he gets you almost as hype as Ray Lewis when he talks. Um, right. makes you believe that you can do it and he holds people mm-hmm. accountable the way he speaks to these young men with dignity but sternly and with ferocity that I think that they need totally um, needed totally need these young men need to be challenged and I think he challenges them uh, I can do without like you know promoting their own personal brand I think football is the ultimate team sport 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he's finding a way to do that for those young men. Um, I know he says he's a follower of Christ. I pray that that's genuine. Um, I don't really judge him based off of his children because they're young um, mm-hmm. and they have to have their own relationship with the Lord. But it don't look like they're following the Lord anyway. They're pretty flashy and care about a lot of things about this world, the trickets of this world, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, money, cars, women. So their hearts may be far from the Lord. But it seems like he's genuine. He's outspoken about his faith. So we'll see. But I'm yeah. thankful. I'm glad that they, I mean, they were 1 and 11 last year and they, they started 3 and 0. That's pretty impressive. And they beat the, you know, the defending champions or the defending, they almost won the championship. TCU, first game of the season. Right. Right. Um, right. So that's amazing. Right there is a win um, mm-hmm. that they, they, that they've, you know, kind of take, they, they've taken over. I mean, you can't not talk about them guys. They got killed this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but that was versus a, a, an excellent team, excellent coach team. They, they were on a mission. You could tell they came to kick their butt, and they did it. Right. They, they did took it. no prisoners. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. No yeah. prisoners. It, it's all. It's all about learning. It's a learning experience for that for that squad. Um, a lot of teachable moments. A mm-hmm. lot of uh, you know, checking yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a measuring stick, right? Oh yeah, you get to really see, you know, how you line up against the against truly against the big boys, mm-hmm. and that's what you did when you joined the Power Five Conference, man. Is that you, you're playing with the big boys now? And sure, um, the fact that he's they've exceeded expectations already. You yeah, know? Um, mm-hmm. I know that they're going to win more games, but most people projected them to win only three games this year, mm. and I'm pretty sure they're going to win a few more games. I'm not going to say they're going to be. It, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If they yeah. made a bowl game, but mm-hmm. you know, not expecting them to. So it, it, it's 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 going to be interesting. And like you said, locked in, man. Yeah, locked, everything has, everything Colorado, <laughs> everything Colorado. I'm watching. Colorado. I'm watching every game. Locked in, right? So yeah. I, mean, I think it's, it's it's good. It's good for college football. Um, I think yeah. it's challenging the notion. Uh, he's using his recruiting skills, his name, his brand, NIL deals. We can talk about that as well. Uh, to to build the brand of Colorado, um, yeah. they need some big boys up front. That will pr- probably help a lot with their team. But I think in a couple of years they may be a powerhouse. You know, I think so. Maybe too. I think so too. I mean, I mean, all of this is helping his recruiting efforts big time. Yeah, you know, oh, who doesn't want to be there now? You know what I mean? Exactly. Boulder, Colorado. Who right. want to actually come to Colorado? All those stars and said it was like the BET Awards one night. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a whole nother topic uh, right there. <laughs> beyond me, brother. That black culture yeah. stuff, boy. Right. Um But today, Dad, we have an interesting show. But before we start that, you know at Life Podcast, we like to filter our thoughts through God's thoughts. We like to filter our ways through God's ways. And we like to filter our perspectives through God's perspectives. So Amen. in light of sports, um, that you know you and I enjoy sports probably more than any of any any other man, probably even more. Uh, mm-hmm. You played sports at a high level. I did not, but I played recre- recreationally um, mm-hmm. at a pretty. I, mean, I was a streetball legend, you know. what I'm saying, you made a name for yourself. You <laughs> made had a, a little good name reputation for myself. out in them streets. Uh, yeah, so people knew my name, you know. <laughs> That's so, right. Concrete jungle, but um, <laughs> uh, we 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 thoroughly love sports. Live it, right. drink it, sleep it, eat it. Um, yes. But as believers. We also know there's a balance or unhealthy balance rather to sports where you can where it can become idolatrous. 
So today we just want to spend a couple moments talking about the idolatry of sports. The idolatry yes. of sports. And this is passage in First Corinthians that's interesting because when you read Paul, Paul is the um, missionary apostle that God converted on the Damascus Road. Jesus spoke to him as he went to kill more Christians. He was already mm-hmm. a murderer of Christians. He was going to do his biggest jo- biggest job set. I mean, yet mm-hmm. um, he was pretty much the hitman for the Pharisees. Yes. Uh, so he had got permission to go kill a lot of Christians. He was going to carry it out. God challenges him on the road to Damascus. Jesus calls to him, tells him, stop. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul says, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. He changes his life. He goes on to become a missionary. He goes on to plant as much churches, I think, as anybody even now. Uh, he said he labored more than all the apostles. Not He said, yet not I, but the grace of God. Mm-hmm. But he also endured suffering, pain, loss, shipwreck, bitten. Yes. Uh, 39 lashes or 40, 40 lashes minus one, three times. Left for dead at sea. He had to be lowered down in a basket to escape persecution. Like this dude was hunted down. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was something interesting about Paul that I enjoy. You can tell that Paul was a sports guy, too. You can right. tell he was kind of into like sports and combat and, and military life because you hear be a good soldier of Christ, spiritual warfare, gird yourself up, put on a full armor of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I'm not I'm not shadow boxing. I, I beat my body to submission. Right. So he talks about boxing. Talks mm-hmm. about running, uh, laying aside every weight as you run this race, as Olympians used to do. Some some argue that they ran naked um, in the Olympia in the, uh, during the Roman games. They would run naked because mm-hmm. they didn't want anything holding them back. So you would hear Paul kind of take these things and make them uh, translate relevancy to biblical things, right? So he took physical realities and made them spiritual realities. And right. um, I appreciate that about Paul. So our life point for today actually comes from. First Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. It says, don't you know that the runners in the stadium all race, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. Now, everyone who compete, competes exercises self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others i myself will not be disqualified so amen that i just want to ask you a quick question uh just to start us off and that question would be let me frame it as a statement observation first and then i'll ask you the question so a lot of people say that sports is the greatest teacher of life you heard that right yes um I, I see why people say that. I get their point on why they will say something like that, because I think sports can teach valuable lessons. But what is so unique about sports teaching you lessons that life just happening to you can't teach you? What can sports teach you that life can? Well, uh, when you frame it like that, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's there isn't anything that sports can teach you that life can't teach you. Sure, I think sports. I think sports is a is a great um, conduit mm-hmm. to teaching you a lot of life lessons. Um, right, it's a it's a way to draw in 
uh, people because it sports builds confidence, right? Okay. It builds um it, it builds courage, it builds discipline. It's it's required. Everybody doesn't have the same level, but a level of discipline is required. Um, um, teamwork, unity, all of those things are, are required when you're when you're in sports. Even if you're in a in an individual sport, you have to be you still have to be unified and work as a team with your coaches and mm. anyone that's instructing you and so on and so forth, you know? So, so it, it does give you those things. For me, it was a, a great confidence booster hmm. because I was, you know, I was shy, uh, kind of insecure about my body and those things. Cause you know, I was husky Come as on. they called us back in the day. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, so sports was a was a wonderful way for me to come out of that shell and be comfortable or, or gain confidence in myself. So I, just to answer your question, I don't think sports is a can teach you anything that life can't teach you because you have to build up so many things in other walks of life that are just as. Um, competitive or mm-hmm. just as um, needs the same disciplines that you need to succeed in sports. So that would be my answer. Sports okay. is not the end all to be all as far as building character and all of those type things. Great okay. conduit though. Great yeah. conduit. Yes. Um, so would you argue that sports so these are some of the these are four things that I jotted down um, that you said how sports helped you, and then I have like four things here that I that I constantly hear about sports that people say it what it, what it builds right mm-hmm. right um, and we can add to this as we go on. So the first thing I would say the first thing you said was it built confidence, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it built. It took away, in some ways, your shyness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It helped you with your body image problems, correct? Right. And endurance. Yes. Right. Um, what I hear a lot are these four, and you can you can modify this if you want. You can add. So this is what I hear a lot about sports. What sports produce in people? So first thing is discipline. Hmm. Agree. Yes. All right. Teamwork. Yes. Agree? Yes. Accountability. Yes. Right? And last but not least, character. Right. Okay. So, you want to add anything to that? No, because I I think discipline um, encompasses a lot of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Self-control. Um, those type mm-hmm. of things. So yeah, I, I, I oh. think that's it. Okay. Uh, what about perseverance? Oh yes. Definitely okay. Perseverance. All right. Leadership. So, uh, leadership. leadership. Good. Yeah. Leadership. So I have discipline, teamwork, accountability, character, perseverance, leadership. Um, failure. Yes, that's part of perseverance, I guess. Okay. So, if we take 
that sports is the greatest teacher of life, right? Or one of the greatest teachers of life. We're, we're saying that outside of sports, you cannot learn discipline, teamwork, mm-hmm. accountability, mm-hmm. character, perseverance, leadership, and learn about failure. Right. Only sports can teach you that. Um, <laughs> another thing that people say in sports, and remember those who listen, we're, we're talking from a perspective of people who love sports. I'm not bashing sports. Clear? Clear. Not bashing sports. I love right. sports. I'm just right. trying to think through the worldly thinking we have when it comes to sports, especially men. Um, because men tend to, in a different way, women can um, idolize sports in a sense that they want their son to make it really, really bad. So they make mm-hmm. everything about their schedule about getting their son to practice, 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 practice. Because he's going to buy mommy a big house. So that can be idolatry. But men either can you live vicariously through their sons right mm-hmm. and they make it idolatry they make the they make idols out of their children or the sport in general they everything suffers because it's, they got to go to practice they got to coach these mm-hmm. kids so their wife suffer their kids suffer their jobs suffer because they got to be out there right so i just i just <laughs> vody bachman said this one time he says you know people come up to him and says hey man you you going to let your, your your son is a big big guy I guess his son is big he's like you going to let him play mm-hmm. sports and uh, um he said, well, why does he need why, why do you think he needs to play sports? He said the first thing that people say is, well, sports bring it, it breeds character. <laughs> he said, so let's deal with that. <laughs> you know how he is. He said, right. let's deal with that. So if sports is one of the main conduits of building characters, therefore we must be able to look at the sports world and, and be able to find character. <laughs> right. Is that true? <laughs> if if that's the case if the case is that sports builds character in young men we should be able to take that assumption and apply it to sports right in the headlines you don't see men of character no on the sidelines you don't see men of character on the debate shows you do not see men overall of character there's some good ones mm-hmm. but for the most part these men are selfish Greedy, yeah. mm-hmm. immoral, mm-hmm. Boastful. self-centered, boastful, <laughs> yeah. right? It caused yeah. divisions and fractions, mm-hmm. bullies. Yeah. So does that really build character? It's all about you. Right. Right. So I think we have something better in Jesus <laughs> than what sports can bring. And I think right. if sports is in its proper place, it could be great. But it needs yeah. to be in its proper place. Right. It needs to stay in its first and foremost, it's a game. It's a game. And you kind of mm-hmm. see, uh, my pastor always says, if you want to know what someone idols is idol is, see what makes them angry. Yeah. Right? So whatever makes a person angry. You usually can find if they don't have it or if they don't get it if they don't get it that's probably an idol mm-hmm. so when a team loses and parents are in the stands fighting wrecking that's their mm-hmm. idol right winning competition right. right all that stuff is their idol 
And and I think that is is problematic that it's become such a big thing in America. Like you and I talk about this all this all, how much we loathe AAU basketball. Right. Right? Because they not teaching nothing. They just stacking teams, mm-hmm. not practicing, just going out there and playing. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you get yep. basketball players like Kevin Durant. He's selling these kids dreams and they feel like they, you know, they got a sense of bravado because I'm on team Durant. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. wanted me. Knowing that one percent of those only one percent of the population that played basketball are gonna actually make it to the NBA. One percent. You know what I'm saying? And and, and 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 I just think it's dangerous to make that that aspect that you can only play a sport, the major ones, for about professionally for about 14 years, and that's a long career. Most that's people don't make it past career. three. Right. That's a long Most career. people don't make it past three. Right. So how do you deal with that? Mm. That small amount of time. I mean, your life is already a vapor, is what the Bible says. But that's a small amount of time. If if, if it's if it's true that God gives man three scores plus ten, three scores, the score is twenty. So sixty years plus ten, seventy. God, in His grace, guarantees man seventy years. Mm-hmm. Fourteen years not a lot. No, <laughs> it's really it's not. not a lot. It's really not. And shorter we, than we, a shorter than a right. military career. Come on, yeah. come on. Because when you right. talk about discipline, the military can prove can do that. Right. Teamwork, the military can do that. Yep. Accountability, the military is going to do that. Character, <laughs> oh, you better have some. So you ain't going to stay. <laughs> Perseverance, right. leadership, failure. I'm just, uh, my whole point is we have bought the lie that sports for young men and now young women is the end all and be all. And it's not right. true. Jesus commands Jesus's life and what he expects from his people all involved these things we just talked about mm-hmm. and, and and I'll prove it right so in, in second Peter I'm gonna go to second Peter really quick in second Peter verse one listen to what not verse one let's say verse 10 second Peter chapter one verse three it says growth in faith so listen to this mm-hmm. look at look, look at what god's power produces in us all right so it says his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness so everything you need for life and godliness i don't see sports in here dad <laughs> right Everything you need for life and godliness through knowledge of him, Jesus, who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may share in the divine nature, especially the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I think um, the life of Christ produces a lot in us, huh? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I just think that is I, I think that is it's it's just me and Uncle Lonzo used to talk about this all the time. 
another man who loves sports and, and uses sports as a metaphor for life all the time. And I think that you can. I agree mm-hmm. with it. Right. I, I think that that's true and that you actually can use sports as a metaphor. This episode is talking about how we make it an idol. Mm-hmm. We set up as a golden calf like it's going to deliver us from everything. And it's not. Most people not even going to make it. Mm-hmm. But the Bible has something that is just as true and something that produces more in us than a football in our hand, a, a ball on our foot or a, or a ball on our fingers as we dribbling or a bat in our hand like that stuff. Yes, it can produce discipline, teamwork, accountability, character, perseverance, leadership, failure. But it does not always produce that in people. Right. But if you are a Christian, it always produces that in you. Amen. Accountability. Confess your sins to one another. Right. Discipline. Mm -hmm. We just read it. You just read it. I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself may not be qualified. Mm-hmm. If you look at the word disciple, you are dis- disciplined learner of Jesus Christ, a lifelong disciplined learner of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Teamwork, love one another, bear each other's burdens. Let the weak, let the affirmities of the weak be passed on to the stronger ones. Endure. If anybody's in sin, caught in sin, go to that brother and snatch them from the fires of hell. So that's some teamwork for you. Yes. <laughs> right. Character. How does God produce character in his saints? Uh that what does God give? What does God give in order to build character in his people? Test. What do you think? Test. Test. Yes. Test and trials. Yes. Trials. Test and trials. Correct? Amen. Listen to James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it great. Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. nothing. Amen. You want to speak on that, Dad, how trials actually produce character in you? Oh, yeah. When when we go through trials, when we're tested, um, that's the part where we talk about the endurance and the perseverance that you get through trials and tribulations, trusting God, that track record that you get with with God, understanding that he's going to pull you through if you just Mm -hmm. trust in him and believe in him. Yeah. Um, And that that builds confidence in your relationship with God. So um, through our trials. It's like pushing against a rock. You, you heard the story about the mm-hmm. young man that was pushing against the rock. God just told him to push against the rock. I ain't tell you to move the rock. I just said push against the rock. Mm-hmm. And and just those things just help to build you up, huh. build you up, conf- build your confidence up, build your faith up, build your um, trust in sure. God. All of those things are, are the test and the trials that we go through. That's why uh, it, he tells us to count it all joy. You know, when you're tested, count it all joy when you go through trials. Be joyful through all of those things because, first of all, it proves that you're a child of God. Come on. You know, um, so so rejoice in those things. Who wants to rejoice in storms? You know, not naturally. None of us. Not naturally, right? But as you grow in your faith and as you grow, through those trials 
it helps you to be joyful through them. It helps you to rejoice through them because you know what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, so God testing us is the way that he builds our trust in him, our faith in him, our relationship with him and our love for him. Mm. So just, just understanding that the layers of that relationship um, and what it pulls out of us, because on, on a personal level, I think I gained more from being in the body of Christ than I ever did from being an athlete. Preach it, brother. Preach it. I gained more confidence in being in the body of Christ. I gained more uh, integrity mm. uh, because of the challenges that that the word push puts you through. The challenges that you go up to be, like you said, a dedicated, disciplined follower of Christ. A dedicated of discipline. A yep. dedicated discipline follow of Christ. That's what a disciple is. And in order to be a disciple, you have to submit to the teachings. Yeah. And in order to grow, you have to submit to the teachings. In order to grow, you have to pass the test. Yep. The different tests. Or you're going to keep repeating the test. Come on. Like we used to do in old, you know, old time public school. You had to repeat old the grade. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that no more. It hurt their feelings. You don't even do that anymore, right? It hurt their feelings. Feeling No, no child. <laughs> Just push them on through. <laughs> push them on but through. Dumb, dumb as a brick. <laughs> dumb Just as a brick. But you got gun. your diploma. You got your diploma. Dumb as a bug. <laughs> bless his soul. Bless his soul. Bless his heart. Poor little tink Bless his heart. Poor little tink <laughs> yes, but, but through the but through the trials and through the tests and um and knowing, trusting God that uh that either way is is for your good. Learning those lessons because you don't know it's for your good when you first become a disciple of Christ. Yep. You know, you learn it's you learn it's for your good as you go through the tests and as you come out on the other side, you yeah. realize that all of those things are for your good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when the scriptures come alive, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's one thing that I always talk to Lonzo about. You passed Alonzo, mm-hmm. um, is that um, just understanding the the joy of the layered effect of his word, you know. Yep. It's like it's like an onion. If you ever peel the onion, man, you just keep peeling. You keep peeling. It's different. It's just layers and layers and layers. Yep. And it's always something good on the next layer, man. So come on. So yeah, man. Just being a disciple of Christ, being in the body of Christ, um, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. You can't help but grow. Um, and yeah, that's what God does for us through his tests and through his trials. Yeah, man, you said a lot. Um, you said some things you 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 learned character more from being in the body of Christ, integrity more from being in the body of Christ. You've had more confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously in Christ, not yourself, right? 
more exactly. confidence from being in the body of Christ. So there's some things that, that I wrote down that testing reveals kind of just off the cuff. Tell me if you agree with it. So I said testing reveals our love for God, number one. Amen. Do we really love him? Number two, testing reveals our love for the world. <laughs> <laughs> and three, testing reveals where our faith lies. Amen. I agree. What you think? That. Yes. And after verse four, James kind of goes into the next logical thing, which will be since you have this testing, it should make you cry out for something mm-hmm. and it should be wisdom. If you lack it, ask God for it. You have not because you ask not. You need wisdom in order to pass tests. Mm-hmm. And we know from Uncle Lonzo, Pastor Oots, that wisdom is knowledge applied. Amen. Wisdom is knowledge applied. So something I just wrote real quick. I said, man, if I had to compare, since we're talking about sports, if I had to compare Christianity to a sport, I would say it's like golf. <laughs> right? So right. Christian life is more like golf than a sprint, like a hundred yard dash. Mm-hmm. Um, because it teaches patience endurance and failure but overcoming by god's grace amen right right uh, i i love I, I was listening to michael jordan the other day and Deion sanders um and some other people who play golf now and they just was like one reason i picked up at golf is because i can't master it right i cannot master it mm-hmm. michael jordan's like man i master basketball right Deion Sanders, I was listening to an interview about an interview with him on Shannon Sharp show the other day. And he said, you know, baseball, he picked up baseball and played it because it was a challenge. He said, man, anytime you miss, you, uh, you fail seven out of 10 times and you consider it a great, you know, that's a yes. hard sport. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he said, I played baseball because it was a challenge. Football, I mastered that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 reached, I reached my apex, but I could never master baseball. And that's why those those sports are a good correlation to the Christian life. You don't retire from being a Christian. You don't. Right. There's no goats of the Christian faith. We have a right. hall of faith, but that, they're not goats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I just think that is imperative that we understand that 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 golf can. I mean, golf sports can be used in sports can do those things that produce good things in you but they don't all there's not a it's not a guarantee but in your right. christian faith it is a guarantee you walk with right. jesus you change mm-hmm. amen you change when you walk amen. with christ you change listen to this this is an excerpt this is a commentary from james one two through four it says christianity teaches men to be joyful under troubles such exercises are sent from god's love and trials in the way of duty will brighten our graces now and our crown at last. Let mm. us take care in times of trial that patience and not passion is set to work in us. Whatever is said or done, let patience have the saying and doing of it. When the work of patience is complete, it will furnish all that is necessary for our Christian race and warfare. We should not pray so much for the removal of affliction as for wisdom to make a right use of it. And who mm. does not want wisdom to guide him? That's what oh, Christianity produces. Right. A fool, right? 
a yeah. fool would not wisdom to, a fool would not want wisdom to guide them. Exactly. You know, and mm-hmm. and just to close out, Dad, um, this, I just wanted to read this just to, to kind of wrap up this part one because we'll come back to it and talk about it a little bit more. I love this this passage because again, again, whoever is the writer of Hebrews, we don't know. Some people speculate it's Paul. Some right. people think it's one of the apostles. We don't know, but I love this passage because it's, it's another sports thing that this writer is kind of gleaning from to show us. He's giving us a physical reality to show us a spiritual truth. And mm-hmm. I love this in Hebrews 12, one through two, it says, therefore, since we also have a, such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. 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 Dad, here's the here's the thing where I get the man's thirst for sports and competition and 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 brute force and the, the the survival of the fittest and who's the better man. I get all that stuff. And I think that's what drives men to it. We love that stuff. Like <clears throat> somebody got to mm-hmm. win the competition mm-hmm. and the grit and somebody putting their body to the, to, the, to the test. I get all that stuff. And I, and I, and I wish that Christian churches had more masculine driven passage like this, that speaks to the masculinity and the manliness of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus stood toe to toe with people and told them they were evil. Mm -hmm. Jesus called the (laughs) King Herod an old fox. That's the leader of the Roman (laughs) capital at that time. One of the leaders outside of Pontius Pilate. Right. Right. He told Mm -hmm. Satan, get behind. He told told Peter, get behind me, Satan. Satan. Amen. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. So if you follow me, you got a cross to carry. Mm-hmm. You got a door. He said, you're going to suffer. He said, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. But Jesus also said, abide in me and I abide in you. It's that accountability. It's like that coach putting his arm around your shoulder and saying, I got you. When you Trust fail, me. Jesus, when you fail, Jesus is like to you, same thing to Peter. Do you love me? Mm-hmm. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. You teach up teachable moment from Jesus. All of our lives as disciples of Jesus, as his brothers, and God is our father, he's given us teachable moments. He's teaching us how to endure. He's teaching us how to be disciplined. He's teaching us how to hold ourselves accountable and accountable to other people. He's teaching us character. What it looks like Amen. to have inter- integrity, right? I was thinking mm-hmm. about this today. One thing that Jesus does that I think is so beautiful, one thing that Jesus does that's wonderful to me is this. He puts a man on a mission. He gives mm-hmm. a man a vision. Mm-hmm. And he get, makes a man stand firm in his convictions. Amen. Say it again. Jesus Christ gives a man, puts a man on a mission. He mm-hmm. gives that man a vision and makes that man stand firm in his convictions. Amen. We need more men like that. And sports ain't producing that. No. But if no. you have these feminine churches ran by these feminine pastors that's catering to feminine desires because the women who go there and paying all the money are feminine. You get feminine men mm-hmm. that have the bodies of men, but they have no convictions. The measure of a man is, uh, I'm sorry that people don't like this, but it's true. The measure of a man is not 
his wallet is his sacrifice. It's his suffering. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Amen. Uh, how much are you willing to suffer? But going back to our life point for a imperishable reef, not a perishable reef. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about it. I hear stories all the time about Olympic, they Olympic world champions train all their life to get that gold medal. You mm-hmm. ask them where they are or somewhere in my closet. Gold mm-hmm. medal. They yeah. went to the stage. They were on the stage. Yeah. Receiving it. They put the thing around their neck and they in their glory. Big the bodies. Pinnacle. The pinnacle. pinnacle. Yes. And they're forgotten. Mm-hmm. Forgotten. The next year, we only know it like Michael Phelps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Gabby Douglas. Like we only will be we don't even know all of them. Flojo. No. You know what I'm saying? We all know more right. about them. But it's million right. people, it's millions of people that want a gold medal that we don't even know about. Exactly. But that imperishable reef. That one that comes from the glory of God and for the glory of God, that's what we run towards. And sports mm-hmm. can't teach that. It could be used Amen. as a metaphor, but they'll never teach that. So that was just part one, Dad. We'll come back to that. Um, any last thoughts? Well, I think it's important that uh, we know or we teach the people that we disciple, that what you do is not who you are. Mm, amen. You know? And I think that's where so many people get caught up into it. And and that's where a lot of people suffer after the glory days are gone and behind them because that's what they identified as. But when we identify as children of God, disciples of Christ, like you said, that's an eternal identity. So as we as we as we journey through this earthly walk and with, with eternity in mind, as you said, our passion is for the kingdom. It's not for what we do as occupation, you know. Um, so. So just being in the body of Christ, as, as, as you and I've talked about, as, as we've grown in Christ, we've 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 lost our passion for sports you know yep. what i mean we we love sports but it doesn't affect us the same way you know i can remember being physically sick sometimes when the cowboys lost you know <laughs> crying <laughs> crying don't want to go to yep. work don't want to see nobody or don't yep. want to read the newspaper watch yep. don't want to see nothing no espn you know? nothing <laughs> exactly and that is that is that's that's crazy for grown men to be like that and yep. then you kind of go what is wrong with me you know, yep. and that's the growth that you go through when you start identifying in something else and you move your passion somewhere else. It doesn't affect those things doesn't affect you the same way. You can enjoy it um, in the same way that you enjoy a movie. Yeah. You know, a very good movie with your favorite hero, hero or whatever. You go through those mm-hmm. emotions, too. You get upset. You get mad. You get excited. Yep. All of those things. And when the movie's yep. over, it's over. Right. It's done. Yep. And you move wow. on to the next thing. So yeah. entertainment is entertainment. So again, not wrapping up ourselves and what we do goes a long way in helping us to uh, cope and and deal better emotionally, <laughs> mentally, uh-huh. <laughs> and spiritually if if we don't do those things, man. And and it only goes. It, it it only grows through a love for the word of God 
Amen. And a passion to be more like Christ every day. Amen. We 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 press. There is work. There is sweat. Right. Mm-hmm. The word discipline uh, comes from a Greek word like uh, from, that we get gymnasium from, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it means hard work, sweat toil strenuous agonizing pain that's what we do jesus says enter through the narrow gate right narrow is the way hard difficult is the task to eternal life so we have Mm -hmm. a hard task in front of us and and it's harder than any sports you can play amen right because it never ends you never stop warring against the flesh until you die Mm -hmm. you never conquer the flesh until you die you're being sanctified and it don't depend on you Depends mm-hmm. on the Holy Spirit. You have to die in order to be great. Sports, it's, it's about your dominance. Mm-hmm. And, and Christian, Christianity in real life is about your submission. Amen. It's about your serving. It's how much will you, how much you willing to follow someone greater than you. Amen. And that's what that's that's just real life. So those listening, don't don't run for things that's perishable, things that's here today, gone tomorrow. Run for the things that's imperishable, which is living intentionally for eternity. You know, we like to filter our thoughts through God's thoughts, and we like to filter our ways through God's ways, and we love to filter our perspectives through God's perspectives. I am Dez Oots, and I was joined by the creepy crawler, the man who levitates and feet never hit the floor, the smooth. This man in the land, Dave Oots. Say bye to the people. Goodbye, people. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> hey. Peace. Peace.